So now we're hooked, we're obsessed, and we're ready to chase. The tickets came in the mail, and it's time to set out on the road. The first of 24 to 25 years of incessant, obsessive, incessant traveling (laughs) to see the band Fish. Uh, The expedition, uh, getting there is 99% of the fun. And whether it's a traffic jam going into a festival or breaking down on the side of the road, uh, the ride to the the gigs was... It's part of it. It'll always be one of the most enjoyable uh, memories. Um, Pre-GPS. Triptychs. Triptychs. For for children listening, triptychs, your parents' AAA... Uh, would provide a one of those round, like those spiral bound flip charts to show you this is where you go to get from New Haven, Connecticut to Columbia, Maryland. And if you'd like to hit a Friendly's or a Cracker Barrel on the way, here's where we recommend you stop. And if you need a hotel, pull over. You would stop in and give them a list of a bunch of cities you were about to go off. Is it? Yeah. And they were uh, they they would go. Where are you going? What's your plans? And we could you ever hear these four guys from Burlington? And uh, and it, and it was such an incredible fun moment to like get together with your buddies yeah. that got turned on around the same time or were in. Now this was a this was a very defining moment in friendships. I could say at forty years old, I have friends still only because of this band. And only because of the music. And I don't talk to them until Fish announces tour. And then my phone buzzes and there's that goddamn group text with those people who live in, you know, North Lake Tahoe, Connecticut, Colorado, you name it, California. There's people everywhere. And we finally kind of come back together. And when people... We all went to the same first couple shows together. People started to drop off. Some liked country. Some were, you know, interested in other things. But the core group that kept bringing more to the table, being the best fan they could be, saying, guys, check it out. I made these tape label covers. My friend Dave used to actually make tape labels for us. Like logo on it. His thing was accounting. His thing was numbers and, and, and charts and graphs and things that give me... A sheer panic attack but he had a way to document and you showed me in your notebook that you began to chart years ago oh yeah when i was writing down all the shows and yeah that, <laughs> I, that I saw absolutely yeah i always talk about the gifts that are kind of outside just seeing the show that fish does give its fans and and one of those is friends the the person i did um the majority of uh, my tours with in the mid and late 90s i met him in a hack circle at right at college, just right after the Clifford Ball. And the first thing we did was we go, let me see your tapes. And so we <laughs> went. hack circle we, into yeah. tapes yep. is it's, it's, quite possibly the most fish and, sentence and ever said. So, <laughs> we, um, <laughs> and then, you know, we both saw that we had hundreds. And right away, we're like, we're, we're friends. Yep. Like, this is it. And like, it's he's someone, I still see shows but to and, this day. And I'll tell you this from a comedian perspective, that there are people who I have never met and when I do meet them and I find out that they're a comic I have a bond with them that my best best friends growing up and I will never have and if I know somebody for five minutes that's a stand up they know the struggle that I've gone through I know the struggle they've gone through we have the same heroes we have the same anxieties um, and it's a lot of similarities when it comes to 
the, the obsession with the band Fish. Yeah. That the minute I see somebody, I can get into it. Now it's a little bit different with everyone being so outwardly and openly critical. Yeah. Uh, before, yeah. when everyone was just excited, yeah. it was a lot easier to be friends with everybody. Mm-hmm. But when you see somebody and they, they go, you know, you're 15 or you're 16, it's kind of like being a kid and you know, moving to a new neighborhood and you see someone skateboarding and you go, whoa, whoa, I like skateboarding. And now you guys are tight forever. And that's where I started to like, look at friends that were like, you guys are ready to get weird. You guys are ready to start exploring some pretty neat shit and let's get out on the road. And Scott Marks, who is responsible for fish.net and some of the uh, facts and stats that we get a chance to now, you know, utilize the internet for has pretty much made this uh, a very important part of, of his fish experience from day one. I do most of the sellist updates on fish.net. Um, part of the board of directors for Mockingbird Foundation. And um, I live tweet from the shows. So for people that aren't there, they get a chance to experience what's going on on a a different level outside of a webcast or an audio stream or a fish from the road. Um, so the, the inner parts, I guess, you know, well, this jam was really good or they teased the song here or, um, there was a good segue from one song to another things that you might not get from looking at a set list or looking at what fish from the road, uh, tweets out. I mean, they're a great service, but they <clears throat> they don't have um, the the toppings, I guess, to the Sunday. The color commentary. Yeah, that's right. You're the Howard Cosell of of of, fi- of fish tour. I don't know if I'd go that far, but now, <laughs> thank you. Look at that, birds of a feather go. Now, before there was the internet and websites like you know Fishnet and uh, or or Gadiel's page yeah. or any of those. Um, we didn't yeah, really know. That's yeah. where I went any time I was not at the show. He was the one keeping us abreast of what, what yeah. they were playing. See, I grew up without a computer. Oh, really? And I didn't really have, yeah, I mean, my yeah. first computer was in college. So I, I all through. You mean to be so judgmental there. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Well, how was your uh, ramen noodle Thanksgiving? Uh, I think it's, it, it, was, it was more fun to, when you went to a concert, when you went to a fish concert, there was a group of people passing out a thing called the tour extra. And for every fish tour, I would equate a fish tour. I would equate a fish tour to a chapter in a book that hasn't been finished yet where every tour is different. And each show is a page in that chapter. And essentially what we would do is if you arrive mid chapter Someone would hand you a piece of paper and go, here's what you missed. Yeah. And you would you'd be able to look back and say, oh, damn it, they played this song, they played Catch that up song. on the new songs that they're playing this tour. Names yeah. of songs yeah. that weren't really the names of new yeah. songs, yeah. but you were like, whoa, what the hell is this? And it was so wild to be able to walk around 
the parking lot and this was something that 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 you could be excited to watch it grow and there were new things and there's shit you missed and it's just part of it but setting out on the road and being with your buddies and listening to those tapes you collected along the highway while one guy's holding the the map and the other one's driving and someone's rolling joints and yep. watching out for cops and yeah, the, all uh, that stuff i did i spoke already of, of one of the gifts that fish that you know helped you obtain in, in friends but Another was seeing the country. I mean, if, when you when you are running around chasing chasing the fish around, I also got to visit every state uh, that is not Hawaii or uh, Alaska yeah. because I was I was following fish around. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I I remember that now as someone who needs a hotel room now yeah. to myself. Yeah. Uh, go, going back and thinking about how many uh, rest area patches of grass yep. I slept that on. Was bad. Wook stacking, yeah. uh, which is where you try to cram as many people as possible into one car, one hotel room, whatever the case may be. There was this thing of sort of one for all and all for one. Let's go bathe in that river. And it was just because of the obsession and just, you know, whatever it took was what's going to happen that I would set sail for a full summer tour without any places to stay set up at all. Yeah. I was going to figure it out. I mean, obviously there was camping involved and whatnot, but that was not a concern of mine. No, and now with anxieties and, and adulthood and, and Expedia. Adult tour is a whole different thing. The minute they announce a tour, the first thing I do is book hotels around yeah. the venues. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You're in, the, you're in the car, you're getting there, and... You pull into the parking lot, and this isn't the parking lot of a Dunkin' Donuts or a Costco or a, a normal concert. You're pulling into literally a pop-up city yeah. where for the next five hours, four hours, eight hours, maybe you skip the show, maybe show, maybe lot, um, you're, you're, you're transposed to a whole other world. Yeah. Anyone who is not part of this community and, and, and would stumble upon that, it, it'd either be... There'd be awe. There'd be horror. Mm-hmm. They were just, what is this? It's, it wouldn't make sense. It's really that pop-up community you speak of is, is a wild phenomenon. Listeners who have never been a part of a uh, fish parking lot or a festival parking lot or uh, close your eyes and envision your local arena or venue and pick the main parking area and now load it with thousands of people, music, tapestries laid out on the ground, covered with t-shirts made by the person who's standing by them, dogs barking, peddlers peddling. It's uh, a thriving drug market. Drugs, <laughs> drugs are being dealt in between cars. Um, crystals are being sold. Uh, food is being made and yep. prepared. Uh, people are running into each other that haven't seen each other in a long time. There's a kid on a skateboard that has a cooler on the skateboard, and he's kind of... Uh, street kayaking through people selling beers for a couple bucks trying not to get busted by uh, cops on horses um, sometimes there's uh, people sucking balloons at, yep towards the end of the show maybe yeah. there's some the sound of this shh in the background there are weird smells there are uh, one of the funnest moments I think I've had at, uh, at shows is going through Shakedown which is what we call this uh, open air farmers market mm-hmm. uh, if you will going through there and just taking little glimpses of conversations yeah. with me yeah. and you know you hear somebody listening to the Almond Brothers in one car to the right 
let's say, uh, you know, nine o'clock, you hear uh, the Almond Brothers. At 11 o'clock, you hear Bob Marley. Six o'clock, you hear someone actually playing their acoustic guitar trying to sing a fish song, yeah. and it sounds like complete shit. In the background, you hear someone, get your ganja goo balls. Ganja goo balls like, and all these different amazing heady, yeah. heady foods and like beers. Said, and smells, too. And smells yeah, and sights, truly. and it's sensory overload one more time. It's yeah. another arm of this octopus that has like enveloped us and made this something that we'll never experience again some of the first times i did walk through there i found it very intimidating this is why i mean of course amazing and exciting but i'm like this what what is this extremely scary Mm -hmm. and and also when you start to experiment with uh chemicals and you're purchasing them Mm -hmm. in between a, a land rover and a chevy nova and you don't know the guy, mm-hmm. and it's uh, you just have to kind of trust the process. Yep. That's an interesting moment, too, where you're kind of like, are these good? And it's like, dude, my boy did two last night. He saw uh, God during <laughs> Antelope. And it's like, all right, well, if your buddy saw God, and it's just this trusting the moment. And, yeah. of course, you get burned and, Absolutely. you know, whatever, you but win, it's part of the game. Yeah, I mean, but then you'd also see those people that you maybe did purchase from at other shows and you know you would who hooked you up before would be around yeah and like you would be able to figure it out eventually yeah and like you said in the prior episode you know you started to kind of sock money away and 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 save up for those t-shirts yeah. and those stickers and those cool you know i have friends whose wives have made them blankets out of their old burnt out ratty t-shirts yeah. that they can't wear anymore Holy. and uh, i have a bin of, of t-shirts that I've kept that I'll never wear again, but they're just, I can't throw them I'm out. The same. I have a bunch that I can't throw away. Well, yeah, it's kind of like a, you know, it's the farmer's market. It's, farmer's it's you get your fresh heads. apples, wink, wink. Yeah. And uh, I think one of the, the exciting elements of going to shows and figuring out how to get from place to place was prior to leaving, looking around your existence and going, what can I bring with me to make money on the road? And I had a hookup for cigarettes. Is that what you were doing? I had a guy who had cartons and cartons and cartons and cartons of Camel Lights and Marlboro Lights. And uh, I would sell them for $5 a pack. As long as I brought him home some type of, uh, you know, treat that would maybe send him into the stratosphere and it it was uh the way that i was able to make money to go from show to show and i would it was so cool because it gave me a reason to talk to people it gave me a reason to stand in traffic and flirt with girls and make friends and selling cigarettes is an easy thing to to do at a concert cigarettes and water and the markup is especially when they're free (laughs) is pretty great we would arm ourselves with a couple cartons of smokes and Go hit the hit the parking lot. Yeah, a lot of walk trading miles involved, not just in the selling. sun. I'm sure you were trading them for. for you know, oh my god, yeah! Kids, but then yeah. walking by and seeing somebody go, "Hey, uh, this is my band. Check this. Mm-hmm. You should check out the disco biscuits. You should check out this. You should check out that." And you learn more about the culture, yeah. and it sent you out in the in the road. Now yeah. there was one time you were part of that market. Yeah, yeah, there was one time where I went out on the road uh, one summer where we were making. Food. We were making chicken quesadillas. We were making uh, grilled cheese. We were making margaritas. And other vendors saw what we were doing. We saw what they were doing. Middle of the night after the show, people were running over going, I'll trade you three peppers for a loaf of bread. And we're like, yeah, sure, fuck it. So we like took the pepper. Now we're putting peppers in our chicken. They got nice. bread for grilled cheese. And it was this weird kind of, you know, I'll trade you this for that. You guys stay open. We'll stay open. And it was just this, holy shit, like we really are like... A community, na- a, a carny traveling community. That's it, like, we were yeah. gypsies. Yeah. And, 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 no and, and in a day, whew, 
the gone. parking lot's empty. Gone on to the next. On to the next yeah. show. And no cell phones. Mm. And no anything. I'll catch up with you at the rest area 100 miles yeah. down the road. It's, it's wild. I mean, I had I really had no trouble getting around or meeting up with people. No. And I think about that, and I, 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 I'm flabbergasted how. I have no idea yeah. how. <laughs> I really have no idea how, and I, and I, I, I don't know how kids... I, 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 I see 18-year-old me mm. at shows now, and... I'm an angry dummy and I get frustrated easy and I have good seats and all of a sudden I look over and there's six kids crammed into my two seats and they're like, yo, chief, uh, me and my buddies are going to stand here. Is that cool? Do you know whose seats these are? And I'm like, yeah, they're mine. And I almost kind of have a moment of like, ah, God, you're. You adorable asshole! Yeah. Like that's yeah, me when no, I was the like, same way. we a, did a long ticket to me was just it, it didn't matter because I was in that pavilion. climb the gate. Yeah, I was, get gonna, in. I was going to figure out how to get in. Like now, I long tickets a nightmare. I I, I, mean, I, 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 I won't need, go. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need a seat inside. But yeah, that was it was it was always going to happen. I was going to be in that pavilion um, many times. Just, yeah, just going to sit where I wanted. Exactly, yeah, little, little punk. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 I see these little punks now, and yeah. I'm like, oh, God bless you, you know. Yeah, but they're filming it. the whole thing, and you know, hitting DMT vapes and shit, where it's like we were <laughs> maybe like trying to smoke cigarettes, yeah. and it's just a little different. And uh, but I also, I'm, I'm nostalgic about eighty nine cents a gallon for gas and uh, maps, yeah, and trying to figure out like how to. I was so good at navigation. Mm-hmm. Now I have no idea how to navigate yeah. anything. Like I've given up to the machines I that love those, um, Rand Mallet. McNally, yeah, like those, the books those, those of the, the regions. Those were the Bibles. That was like how it was done. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing that was uh, lore in a way uh, was Mike Gordon, the bass player, would uh, every now and then ride around the uh, parking lot yeah. in a golf cart. Mm-hmm. More often than not, yeah. but it was neat to always. Uh, yeah, I got to meet him a couple times that way. What was that, was that like for you? It was cool. It was actually it's funny. I've, I've met friends. I like saying this. I met friends at Mike Gordon. Oh. There was, there's people like we just start talking. I have lifelong friends that like afterwards when Gordon drove off, he was like we would just start talking. We became friends for a while, which I always thought was great. But uh, it was it was awesome. It was really cool. He was out there just driving around. I'm embarrassed to say this. I had him sign my shirt one day. Did you? I, like, I, I have an even more embarrassing Gordon story. I was like, why did I just do that? I just didn't know what to do. But it was really, you know, I loved that he was out and about all the time driving around. Yeah. We were at uh, Burgettstown, Pennsylvania in 1998 in the summer tour. And we were making grilled cheese on like a, you know, barely running hot plate. And Mike Gordon drove by and I grabbed a grilled cheese with my hand, burnt my hand and ran to him. And offered him a grilled cheese, they and take the grilled cheese. he took it and held it, and it <laughs> flopped down like a greasy slice of pizza, and the cheese fell out, and now he was just holding two pieces of buttery bread, <laughs> and looked at me kind of like, "Do you do, like do, me or do, do better?" And I was like, I just put my head down. And I was like, "I'm really sorry about that." And I walked back to the car dejected, like Charlie Brown, and I felt like such a boob. And I, I, I hope he remembers that in yeah. some weird way. But I, I remember just like, I got to bring him something. And it was the first time. And, and it, it was that stardom thing. Yeah. And, and, and these are normal guys. Mm-hmm. These are guys who, if they're walking in a Whole Foods in the suburbs, yeah. no one cares. Yeah. And that's, that was, those were our guys. Mm-hmm. Those were our gods, you know. And, and to see them, you know, chilling out in a golf cart 
with a couple of you know cool people with them. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, it was a gift. To yeah, drive around to and, connect it with us. Yeah, and walking around those parking lots and 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 maybe on psychedelics and being young and giggling and mm-hmm. everything seemed so big. Yeah. I had a, I had an experience recently where I went back to my hometown and I went to the fair, the annual fair that was four days in September, right around Labor Day weekend. And uh, this was a fair that, like, I grew up maybe a quarter mile from the fairgrounds. And as a child, I'd drive by those fairgrounds when there was no fair, and it looked so small. And then when the fair was in town, it looked so enormous. It was like a a town within our town. And, And going there and looking at the, you know, the games where you'd win, you know, throw darts at a balloon and you win a Led Zeppelin cocaine mirror, you know, or you win a terrible, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Those like striper and yeah. white snake mirrors. Yeah, I have and, a Nelly one. And, you know, you'd, you'd win those dumb fake chains and yeah. the, the, the switchblades that were actually combs. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd go on dates there and you'd, ex- you can like avoid your parents yeah. for hours Hour, and just yeah. go, you know, yeah, stay, get lost. Mm-hmm. I went there this year and I did the entire thing in maybe 25 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, this is the fair. And, and it got me kind of, Thinking about this project and thinking about fish and looking at embarking on this summer tour with this project in mind and thinking about how big it all seemed. No matter what parking lot, Vernon, New York, Alpine Valley, a festival, a literally a parking garage in the middle of the winter. We somehow turned it into magic. Magic. Yeah. Did you um? Did you ever get into any uh, uh, run-ins with the, the I was man? Very, I was very, very fortunate. There was there was small bumps along the road, but nothing serious. Mm. How about you? <laughs> well, I have two conflicting stories. Uh, the first I'll tell is uh, I was on the road in 1998 in the summer. It was the end of the tour. We were going from Vernon, New York, to. Limestone, Maine yep. for Lemon Wheel, Lemon the third Wheel. Fe- third festival. My friend who was driving, his uh, brakes were metal on metal. We were in a gas station parking lot, and a lot of fans that were at the last show in Vernon, New York, were uh, at this gas station. A lot of people go, yeah, you going to the shows? You going to the shows? A lot of that chatter. And my friend turns to me and another buddy and goes, I can't drive 20 hours to Maine with these brakes. I'm out of money. I'm going back to Yukon. Me and my friend looked at each other, and without hesitation, we grabbed our stuff out of his car, and we were like, we'll figure it out. There was a girl that we were caravanning with who didn't want to move her cooler to make room for my friend and I, so we had to hitchhike. And there was a green van from Colorado, disgusting van, beat up. The inside was really nice, but the outside was pull-me-over machine. And uh, I said, hey, man, are you going to Lemon Wheel? Can you drop us off at University of Maine so I can catch up with my friends? And uh, he was like, yeah, I have another guy riding. My girlfriend and I are here, but you guys, if you can make room, you're more than welcome. And I was like, awesome. So earlier on that summer in Virginia Beach, I had two backpacks that I consolidated into one and I gave a backpack to a friend that was going home. Amazing, that's all. I had one backpack, no chargers, no phone. I literally had my glasses, shorts, sandals, and I don't even think a hoodie. I I think I... That was enough. Yeah, no warm clothes. It was just like underwear and, you know, and then I gave him a bag of dirty clothes. Mm -hmm. So I had one backpack. So I'd jump in the car, $8 in my wallet, 
$8. And my friend got in. We were going to go. We had another week and change. And all I had was $8. We got in. The other guy riding with us had a hot, like a hockey bag, like a big duffel bag loaded. I mean, he had pounds and pounds and pounds of drugs. All different types? Uh, Mushrooms and weed, mainly hash. And they were all weighed out and balled up and money in a bag uh, tied up. Scales. He had a little more than eight bucks, I'm assuming. He had a little more than eight (laughs) bucks. And uh, he nicely gave me an eighth of mushrooms and I put him in my backpack next to a jar of pot and a pipe. And uh, my friend had a quarter of mushrooms because he had more than eight dollars. We're driving and we're driving and we're driving and I'm looking at this guy kind of counting his money, getting all his shit together and stacks and talking about when he's going to meet his dude at the shows and whatever. We were in Newport, Maine. Now I have to be honest with you, at this desperate moment, the thought did cross my mind to try to steal from this guy. Oh, wow. Just a quick moment. Just a fleeting, shitty thought where I was like, oh, no, I can never go to a concert again if I do this. So I was like, no, 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 stop (laughs) it. So instead what I did was like, hey, when we get there, can I work? And he was like, yeah, yeah, we'll hook it up. No problem. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to have a job. I'm going to sell mushrooms at a festival. Stupid. And Not uh, not really. It's a safe space for something like that. I guess. Well, we never got the chance. So what happened was we were all asleep. It was the middle of the night. We're on 95 North in Maine. And all of a sudden we hear, boop, boop, the lights are shining on uh, on us. And the, the driver goes, hey, man, we're getting pulled over. Everybody, you know, put your shit away. The cop comes over to the side of his van and he says, um, where are you headed? And he's like, oh, we're just going up to that fish concert. And he goes, well, you're near the Canadian border and we need to make sure that you don't have any tanks or rocket launchers. Now, if you think about this as a rational person, let's just stop. We want to make sure you don't have any tanks in your van. Uh, last I checked, tanks don't fit in a van. Anybody that wasn't nervous would go, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. How could I fit a tank in the van? And then the cop would probably go, okay, on your way. But this guy, nervous, goes, no, 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 no tanks. We don't have any tanks. And gets very kind of scattered. The cop shines the, the flashlight into the car, sees a joint on the girlfriend's lap who's sleeping in the passenger seat and goes, Okay, everybody out. So he opens up the side door to the car. How's that joint sitting out? Uh, I know. He opens up the side door to the car, uh, to the van. I get out and uh, freezing, main in the in you know middle of the night. Uh, my friend gets out and sees a cop to the right, so he kind of ditches every all his mushrooms to the left. Doesn't see another cop standing there. Basically, kind of throws it right at his feet. And uh, a cartoon horn could have went womp, womp, and it would have been perfect. So the cop goes, oh, there we go, and uh, probable cause and all that. And I'm standing there kind of quiet, and they're taking our IDs. And one of the older cops comes over, and he goes, you, you look cold to me. And I'm like, I'm fine. And he goes, you want a blanket or something? And I'm like, whatever. He goes, come to the van. And he brings me over to the side of the van, and he goes, listen, if you tell me what's in this van, what I'm going to find, I'll let you all go. If I find something that you didn't tell me about, you're taking the rap for all this. And I go, nice try. I'm not falling for that. I'm That backpack right there, that black East pack is mine. I'll take responsibility for what's, whatever's in it. I don't know these people. I'm trying to get a ride to college. Our car broke down. I'm going to University of Maine. That's all I can say. I go, me and the guy that threw the shit on the ground, we're together. And the guy goes, get out of here. Boom, go, go. And he sends me back to the cop car and I'm standing there. He brings my backpack over, opens it up, finds the mushrooms in the pot. And he goes, does this look familiar to you? And I go, was it in my bag? And he goes, yep. And I said, okay, then I'll take it. So I take the wrap for that. Possession of Schedule X drugs, 
which I found out could be anything from a, a few ounces of pot to, I think, small amounts of heroin. Oh, wow. Anything. I mean, come on, Maine. Like, you know, yeah. compartmentalize <laughs> this shit. Then you hear another cop go, jackpot, and he finds the oh, kid's was, bag yeah. with everything. And he comes over and just drops it on the ground and, like, stuff's falling out of it. And he goes, uh, whose is this? And he looks at the driver, and the driver's like, it's not mine. And they're like, don't make us do this. You're all going to go to jail. The, the kid whose bag it was wouldn't take the rap. He didn't step up. Finally, I forget if it was the driver or the girlfriend, goes, come on, dude. And yeah. he was like, it's mine. It's mine. Yeah, he goes, I'm, I'm bringing it to someone else and so on. And we got let go. They gave us our tickets, promised to appear in court. They took everybody's stuff. We got back in the car. Wow. The guy with the big bag of stuff, the minute that the cops pulled away, he reached in his sock and pulled out a joint and lit the joint and was like, <laughs> they didn't get everything. And I was like, no, dude, please. Um, and it was the scariest. I can't believe they let you all go. They let us go. Wow. They let us go. And I had to go back up to court. How'd that go? Uh, it was very scary. Yeah. Um, we had to drive eight hours to court in Maine, me and my buddy. The policeman that arrested us was there, and he remembered us. And he said, these guys were cooperative. They had less than, you know, they had a minuscule amount. They're, they were fine. And the, and the judge, who was a woman, kept saying, you know, like, what are you guys, what are you doing with your life? Are you shaping up? And I'm like, oh, yes, sir. We're totally, you know, and I kept calling her sir. <laughs> and people in the audience or whatever, like people waiting, yeah. kept laughing. And I heard this guy go, he just called her sir again. And I freaked out. And I was like, ma'am, ma'am, shit. No, ma'am, <laughs> sir. And I started like really losing it. And my buddy's looking at me like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> there, were, there were two kids in shackles next to us. And we were like, that's going to be us. It was really creepy. So really, you know, I, I, there's a lot of horrible stories and there's a lot of terrible things that happen. But uh, the yin to that yang, and this is a story that if it didn't happen to me, I would never believe it. I got we got pulled over in another van leaving Hershey, Pennsylvania in 2000. And the cop let us go without searching the vehicle because two things. We were drinking bass ale while driving and we were listening to The Grateful Dead. And it was his favorite beer and his favorite oh, band. Wow. And he let us go. He made it, obviously, we poured the beers sure. out. A sober driver got in the driver's seat. And he That's escorted a, us to... a fine taste right He there. said, he goes, I, I was bullied as a kid, and the Grateful Dead was the first oh, place wow. that I felt, well, like, cool. safe and, yeah. and, and accepted. Yeah. So, uh, deadheads are friends of mine, so I'll bring you guys to the highway. And yeah. he drove us to the highway. And the other cop, the rookie cop, was salivating. He knew. Oh, yeah. He knew. Yeah, yeah. One of the friends of, that was in the car, his, his eyes looked like a slot machine that just hit. Yeah. Just one look at him, and he knew we, we had some fun shit in the car. Yeah. So thank God. So I was, yeah, thank I was both just thinking, of those cops is, for not being with terrible. all the um, miles and you know, all the time on the road and with all the risk and stuff, it's amazing. You know, So many of us have uh, powered through. Well, we spent a lot of time in, the, in traffic. We spent a lot yeah. of time in the parking lot. Yep. I think it's time to go into the show. Let's do it. Now, please proceed to chapter three. 